Well, kia ora and welcome everyone to the Zoom Zoom show. My name is Hayden Sherman. Now, we are back after several months, so thank you for your patience. We are back with the summer of track and field here in Aotearoa. Now, we've got three special episodes coming up for you this festive season. The first of those, well, all three of them were recorded the morning after the Night of Fives in Auckland, which is the weekend just gone. I was joined by co-host Alicia Loverich and also Cameron Avery, distance runner extraordinaire, joining us uh, for plenty of banter, plenty of analysis. And the first episode, we dissect what happened at New Zealand Secondary Schools Champs uh, a couple of weeks ago, talk about the up-and-coming athletes, the future generation coming through the ranks. And then we talk about the night of fives that happened uh, just the other night. Now, then we uh, for the next two episodes we're going to dive and dissect what happened throughout 2022 look at the highlights look at the people who really stepped up and had epic years this season and we put nominees forwards for those in each event group who we thought really uh, shone this year so we're trying to basically find who is the athlete of the year in each of those event groups so have a listen to those episodes. Feel free to jump on, on Instagram and let us know if you agree, disagree with any of those calls. But uh, that will be some good holiday listening for you. Now, before that, before we get into today's episode, I have to talk about a couple of breaking news uh, pieces that have come out just in the last 24 hours. And no doubt you will have seen them, but it's very important that we, we touch base on, on these. So first of all, Eddie Osai and Ketia, he has done two Instagram posts in the last six months. The last one was a dear former New Zealand record holder, a, a really nice post uh, written to uh, to his dad, who was the former New Zealand 100-metre record holder. Now, of course, Eddie is the holds that crown as the reigning New Zealand 100-metre record holder. But then his next post is incredibly sad for, for New, the New Zealand athletics world because Eddie has signed uh, to the University of Hawaii. So he's going to be heading off to play football. And so they call themselves the Brotherhood and he's heading off there to, I imagine, be some sort of running back and he'll be a um, great asset to any team. So there we go. Eddie's career in athletics for now has come to an end, and that's that's really sad and really reflects some of the discussion points that we, we talk about in future episodes around those selections, particularly for comm games, and how maybe a bit more flexibility around late call-ups needs to be there. But we wish Eddie all the best for this new chapter of life. It sounds like an awesome opportunity. And um, look, he, he achieved that goal of, of taking down the record uh, from his dad. Now, the next piece of news was the big announcement for the World Cross Country team heading to Bathurst in February. That's going to be a big feature coming up in the summer of athletics, which is weird talking about cross country in the middle of summer, but that's going to be the case. We've got a great team of Kiwis going to head over the Tasman and take on the world around a very hot, steamy cross country course in Bathurst. Now, let's just talk through the senior women, senior men. Uh, maybe I'll quickly go through the juniors as well um, give them some love so senior women we have six athletes called up we've got lisa cross who won the new zealand cross country title kerry white remember she won it uh last year hannah miller who has dominated across all distances on on the road and then also the ten thousand meters this uh this winter uh sarah drought who's been going from strength to strength since having a couple of kids Catherine camp who has absolutely transformed herself into a distance runner and Emily Rowan good to see her back from the states after also having a baby a couple of years ago so that is our really awesome looking team of uh, senior women so great to see all those girls getting the call up now senior men Matthew Taylor he won the New Zealand Cross Country Champs and deservedly picks up a spot. Cameron Avery was second in that race. Remember that big kick with about two or 300 metres to go? Matt Taylor pulling away from his, his teammate Cam Avery. So Cam Avery, 
guest co-host for the next three episodes he joins the team also tim robertson who is a name that many of you may not be that familiar with he's uh hut valley harriers representative but now based in scandinavia finland i want to say sweden somewhere up there he is focusing on orienteering but definitely is a quality quality runner I believe he got third at the New Zealand Cross Country Champs. Ollie Chignall, I think he was a, a an absolute lock to be in this team uh, right from the start. Matt Baxter, really cool to see him jo- joining Emily uh, Rowan, his his wife uh, or partner. Um, they those two will be heading over with their, their son Miles, no doubt. Julian Oakley, of course, he's just had a, a wonderful twelve months domestically. So he'll be heading overseas as well. The non-travelling reserve will be Craig Lawton-Slager. So quality uh, team for the senior men. Junior women, uh, Bo Ritchie, who's just been on an absolute tear in the last 18 months or so. Catherine Lund, uh, who's also been looking really, really solid. Bella Earl, who had a good uh, New Zealand secondaries. Mackenzie Morgan uh, is the fourth member of the junior women's team now junior men christian deval again absolute lot for the team ronan codier um i, I never know if it's codier codire or codre so ronan just get in touch with us uh, <laughs> please correct me flick me a message on instagram uh, that would be very helpful matt hill from tauranga angus munro from pakaranga ac jamie mora from pakaranga cameron maunder from north harbour and the non-traveling reserve is elliot Pugh from tauranga now the mixed team relay so this is a really cool addition to the world champs cross country there's a 2k course and four team members in in your relay team two women two men each of them do a a 2k i think it's 2k pretty pretty sure it is i just had a thought it's a 4k now i'm pretty sure it's 2k anyway so the team is is actually a really strong team really stoked with this so anika grogan um who really ran so well in the 5k at the night of fives rebecca green who's been tearing it up over in melbourne uh, Sam Tanner, who's obviously, he should just be a, a absolute lock in that team. And then Eric Speakman, really cool to see him get the call up. I think he'll do wonderfully um, in that mixed team relay, really suited to that sort of running. Non-travelling reserve is Russell Green. Um, interesting to see there's no female non-travelling reserve, but potentially might be able to rope in one of the junior woman or senior woman potentially anyway so that's the team looks really really cool well done athletes new zealand i as as far as i can see these look like all logical um selections and it, it looks it looks like a great team and well done to all those athletes who got selected right on with the show and we're away the final of the 100 meters here we go tell you what she's given it a decent old nudge there yes! over 60 that's what she was looking for the pack is chasing the pack is trying to hunt him down so aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through opened up a 15 meter gap on the olympic bronze medalist can he hold it together here he goes putting his foot down she's on the toe she gone well, kia ora and welcome everyone to the Zoom Zoom show. It's been a while. My name is Hayden Sherman. With me is Alicia Loverich and welcome to the show, Cameron Avery. We are here at, uh, what do we call this place? AUT Millennium, is that the Yeah, AUT Millennium, colloquially MISH. MISH? Which what is, does that stand for? It's so old because it used to be called Millennium Institute of Sport and Health and I get caught up every time someone oh. from AUT Millennium is like to me, I was like, oh yeah, when you're here at MISH and like, it hasn't been called Mish for like eight years, but we yeah we call it Mish. Okay. The locals. Yeah, if you're in the know, if you've been around here longer than eight years, you, you know what what's going on. Don't quote me. I don't know if it's actually eight years, but. <laughs> now we're recording on the what is it? The 18th of December. So it's the night after morning after night of fives. Well, we were supposed to be recording in the morning. It's now the afternoon after the night of fives. It's our morning. <laughs> yeah. So Cam Cam Avery was was racing. So first of all, how how the legs. Not feeling too bad. Eh? Yeah. Not feeling too bad. Got got a solid 
solid three hours of sleep. So uh, <laughs> feeling feeling good now. Yeah, yeah. We should probably ask how how clear is the head? Uh, uh, it's, it's, head versus legs. Which one's worse? Uh, definitely the legs. <laughs> okay. Getting the full Auckland experience. And Alicia was out there on photo duty, um, stomping around in the rain. Yuck. I had a nice swim last night. You, Hayden, <laughs> looked very dry all night. Yeah. So very jealous about that. We were in but... this out, outdoor marquee with this plush, like, raised floor, uh, perfectly dry. I did have to pop out um, under the umbrella and do some interviews, though. That was a bit rough. Tough life. Yeah. Meanwhile, you look at me and I'm just drowned rat in the mud. Just, yeah. just not having a bar of it. Like, what is this? What is this? And we look outside today and it's blue sky. Excuse me, Auckland. It's not okay. Yeah, what's, You're one what's day out. <laughs> and like barely any wind as well. well. A little bit more wind than last night. But anyway. Classic. So I wonder if we start off by talking about what, um, what happened last night. And we had... Um, that's some pretty epic racing, eh? Um, so, I wonder if before we get to the racing, how'd that pole vault go? Because it was, it was rained, rained off. Well, the, the boys warmed up and they warmed up and it was pissing down, which is always a bitch because you're not quite, like you're struggling with grip, you're struggling to see, you know, you've got all that. And then yeah. when the actual competition turned around, it was, the weather wasn't too bad. Like it's definitely easily jumpable conditions, but I don't know how many jumps the boys got in a warm up. So, I mean, we had Ruben uh, Vogel jump to PB. Okay. So he's the, uh, he jumped 465. He is the, oh, nice. um, Junior? Oh, 62, 462, whatever it was. But yeah, he, he won uh, National Secondary Schools. Yeah. So he's real young. Um, so that was really good for him. And then well, we he had, had good practice jumping in the, yeah, <laughs> the rain last yeah, week. Yeah, he's experiencing yeah. The, the swim jump, yeah. as we like to call it. But um, other than that, I think Nick Nick won the competition from his opening height, five five metres or something, 502. Okay. And then James, unfortunately, no height. And then we had Etienne Dupree jumped maybe 462 as well. So, you know. It's good when it rains in pole vault. You just got to get get over a bar. Yeah, that's just so the like, boys did it outside and then the girls came inside. Did the girls even compete? That's, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel because I wonder if it was. I, th- I thought you would know. <laughs> I know. I was out here. I was out here getting wet, photographing some runners. Um, I, thought were, I thought they were just training. training. Yeah, they might have had a training oh, comp because right. it's because it's an okay. outdoor permit, mate. I don't think oh. they could compete inside. Like actually compete inside. Like they could have a competition, but. So Olivia McTaggart's oh, yeah. given the win at four fifty one, which is pretty good. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's actually that's pr- that's real good. You know, For this first one of the year. year. So obviously they went inside. Yeah, they went uh, inside. Did something. Yeah. yeah, I mean you might as well. The officials were there, so they just did yeah. a bit of a comp and stuff. Cool. Fortunately, I couldn't get set. I was out here <laughs> getting drenched. I thought you may have been like, this is my excuse, this is my out. Oh, I, was, I was considering it and then I was thinking, you know, I don't know, like, this is called the night of five, not yeah, the night of four bolts, so yeah, I'll true. be forgiven. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dawson in there photographing, though. I mean, hmm? I assume Dawson wouldn't miss it. No, he was out here. Oh. No one was in there. We didn't even realise it was on. Yeah. We thought they just went into trains. So we didn't get any photos of the, of the woman pole vaulting. No. Oops, it's all right. There's plenty of them floating around. And Eliza McCartney withdrew? Oh, yeah. Was she a possi- or was she always a possibility? I feel like, I'm not sure. I, don't, yeah. I don't, wasn't quite sure if she was jumping anyway. Okay. Like, I don't know if she was entered. So. Anyway, the results... I'm so out of it, I don't even know. (laughs) Even though I'm here all the time. The results are Olivia McTaggart took out uh, the women's pole vault with the 451, Imogen Eris with the 416, and Hannah, I always forget how to say her last name, Adi? AD. AD. Close enough, yeah, AD. Okay, 386. Uh, So, yeah, that was good, but the main focus was on the track. That's Uh, a PB for Hannah AD, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, shoot, nice. Sure. Uh, so, so yeah, the main focus was on the track. Was the essential, there was a hundred meter handicap race, which was kind of cool to cool okay. to watch, especially when the results came through because like, <laughs> the boys were like nine seconds something, and <laughs> the girls were ten seconds something. So that was like, Ooh, oh, yeah, that's right. They started at like ninety meters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, how, do you know how they figure out those handicaps? 
I think it's mostly done by bribes. Give <laughs> 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 No, I, I don't know. Probably on PBs, and then they do some sort of calculation. Okay, there is a calculation. I was wondering, yeah. like, how they figure out the distances and stuff. Yeah. All I know is I was talking to Rosie beforehand, and she was on scratch, and she was pissed. Yeah, yeah, I too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Excuse me, I'm a foreign van runner. What is this shit?" <laughs> But yeah, no, so the 800s were probably, because obviously night of fives, mm. distance focus for the meet. Yep, 100%. We had, some, we had some hundreds, we had some sprints work, but eventually we got into the, the distance work with the eights. And yep. we had some real good performances across there. Yeah. And I was, I was excited to see Alison Andrews Paul back in the, the country. Yeah. Um, so she ran 201 this year, which uh, when, we, when we get into the show proper uh we're, we're going to talk through the the nominations across each each event for for athlete of the year hand out the prestigious awards <laughs> uh, but she's definitely in the reckoning with that 201 this year um for the ladies mid distance but she looked strong eh? so she she won 205 um macy hilton in second 208 and crystal clark with a 210 yeah and extra special shout out needs to go out to to holly manning because what most people won't, some people might look at those results and go, where is Holly Manning? Why did she DNF on that? And then people might be even more confused when they see that she was racing in Palmerston North yesterday. <laughs> so um, Holly um, made a business decision and flew down to Palmerston North yesterday morning to race the Mile Two Mile, got herself a nice little payday, and then came nice. back to pace Allison and the girls, and apparently took them through 600 perfectly. So good work, Holly. Good work from Hall, and amazing running from the girls. Allison, I'm so excited to see her this summer. Um, obviously, she's been. We'll talk more about her a little bit later, but yeah. her story is really cool and awesome to see. She's. I feel like she's been, even though she came through, went to World Juniors. It's rare for somebody to do that mm. and then still be under the radar at this point. Yeah. But I still feel she is. Yeah, so. it's really cool. Eh? A two hundred one runner can be still pretty unknown locally. I guess when you yeah. do all your running overseas, it, yeah. it can happen. And she also bounced around a few different colleges over in the states before she eventually found her her fit. And mm. she um she made a great choice, it seems. And yeah, I'm just excited to see her race this summer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that Vancouver had a NCA school. I believe it's, that's, the, that's it's the only NCAA. Canadian team that's yeah, part of the NCAA. How can we make work? a New Zealand NCAA's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> university? Surely, surely. That's <laughs> cool. AUT, can mind. we have a chat to AUT about putting in a, <laughs> if they cover the flights, you know. Super distance. Yeah. What, what uh, conference would we be part of, like PAC, PAC 11? Gosh. Maybe we could join the America Least. That was my conference. Yeah. No, but uh, anyway, but no, that would yeah. be, the travel fees would be wild. Yeah, definitely. And I think we'd struggle to put a football team together, which you probably need to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of our rugby boys <laughs> probably, you know, jump ship a little bit. Yeah. Could hold their own. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, so also we had the men's race, and that was taken out by Dominic Devlin in the 800 metres, who stormed home ahead of James Ford in 151, and Jack Payne, uh, 151, just a, a tick behind him. But um, yeah, it was cool to see Dom, Dominic with some wheels at the end, because I think Dominic's got like a silver, a bronze, and then a silver in the last three national champs, so... Um, <laughs> It's good to see him get that winning feeling. Yeah, yeah. nice. It's got to have been tougher. So he's obviously, he's an Auckland boy, and um, I believe he was running in his, in his whippets. He's listed as Auckland City Athletics on here, but I believe he was racing for whippets last night. And it's got to be tough when you're that age and you were growing up and probably racing um, James a lot. James Harding, this mm. is. And obviously James last year set the New Zealand record here at this track from the front mm. by himself. And so it's nice that Dom... Um, can now you know take some take some line honors. Not that he couldn't do it while James was here. Obviously, he still gave him a really good run for his money. Sure. But now it's his turn, and that's cool to see. It's frightening when you look down the um, birth years of these guys. I know. James Ford, born, born in, in two thousand five. He's a fetus. Oh that's there's, a, there's a lot of O's I'm looking at here. I'm feeling very like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's most like if you're in the nineties in this list of eight hundred meter finalists. You're one of the old guys. So Tom Moolai and Dominic Devlin are the oldest in the yeah. field. There is still like 02, 03. 
But speaking of, and that's, that, that's actually a nice transition here, talking about, because James Ford, 05, is what, what does that make him, 17? That's crazy. Yes. No, no one should be 17 when they're born in 2005. That's ridiculous. But anyway, but... <laughs> Wait, people are making full sentences that are born in 2005? No. <laughs> I know. And then, but we can use that to transition into the insane depth in, yep. for the, especially for the youth in those 5Ks. Yeah. So in the guys alone, if we start there, in the B race, um, so we should, I want to give out a little shout out to my boy Darian Sorori for kicking home strongly to win the C race. But as we go then into the Bs, I think everyone was very excited to see um, Alfie Steedman um, mm. after his insane performances yeah. last week at national secondary schools, got the double double record, not just the double goal, but the double record in the 3K and the 15. And then, I mean, he is like, he looks like a full grown man to be fair. Like he is so tall, but watching him go up against Jamie Moore and they're one of, he's 15 and Jamie's 16 17. or 17. Yeah. Like that's just insane. It's wild. Yeah. So Alfie's born in 2007. My God. Yeah. I, I graduated uni and was... I was married. <laughs> I was married before he was born. He could be my kid. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is, this is absolutely frightening. Okay, so there we go. Alfie Steedman um, took that one out at 14.35. And Jaden Mulvold also looked really good in the wheelchair. He's, his mm. guns are growing by the day. And we were, we were oh, actually yeah. talking. I was chatting with him um, after the race. And it's so tough for him because once he was lapping people with the... Um, with the with the wheelies, they've got to obviously set as they're going around the oh, corner. They set course, it to a certain yeah. angle in order to get around. But if you're having to set it into lane two to just get around people, which he was having to do after not long because he was yeah. lapping people from a few laps in, then it's just taking so much extra time. Plus, it's in the wet, which is the worst condition for the wheelies. Oh, gosh, He's yes, so yeah. excited though that um, hopefully he's thinking either later this summer or next year they'll get some Aussies over nice. and have some really good racing. Yeah, um, I didn't nice. think about that, like the effect of the water, because you're constantly sort of ploughing through yeah. water with those wheels. Eh? So yeah. it, it's it, a whole art yeah. with the wheelies, yeah, with the angles and everything, just learning yeah. how to race like that and then I'd learning how to race with people. It looks fun. It looks scary. You're like faced out going like, My back couldn't handle it for sure. I just like, it's, yeah. Imagine also the hands, like, you know, they talk about pole vault calluses, but I reckon those boys, like, you know, it's yeah. insane the amount of work they have to do. But sure. it looks fun. So Go in on. the women's 5,000 metres uh, A final, and look, props needs to go out to the um, New Zealand women's distance running community because we had, what was the total in the end? There was, like, about 40 women. Heaps. That's great. So We've never two, had that. There's an A yeah. and B final. Mm. Plus the woman in the mixed race earlier in, in the day, so it was very impressive. Um, so the the final the A race was taken out by Annie Grogan uh, with a sixteen twenty six, and that was super surprising to me because mm. uh, she's been off on Navy basic training of all things, yeah, um, and has not done much running. That cross training, eh? Apparently, she's been running with a. The only running she's done is with a gun. She's been doing like boot camp stuff. Dang. So, Training Don't mess with Annie, <laughs> you know, that, that's, this is all I'm getting out of this. <laughs> yeah. so, okay. Everyone listening to this next day, heading out on their run with <laughs> like a water pistol in their hand, uh-huh. Annie's gun. <laughs> Annie's scary enough as it is. I mean, yeah. have you just spoken to Annie? She's intense. But yeah. All right. That's impressive. And she looks so smooth. I, um, when we're uh, doing the commentating, we're like, she's, she's talking to everyone and smiling and like, what's going on? She's just chilling. Like, she looked like she just found the pace super easy. Um, Catherine Camp did a big kick for home, um, I think came back from fourth at 200 metres and um, caught Emily Rowan and Camille Buskin, who finished in third and fourth. So Catherine Camp at 16.28. And Catherine, we'll get into this shortly, but she's, she's now a full-on distance runner, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, the 800s are long gone. Thing of the past. Yeah, amazing to start as a 400 400 runner and then find yourself running really good half marathons, 10Ks, probably going to go to World Cross, should go to World Cross. And we can can see as well with um, uh, Camille. Camille making mm. uh, making her domestic reappearance after having her child. Yeah. That's awesome. Her. Gosh, yeah. six months. 
six months and she's running mid 16. Who the heck? Like, it's insane. Like, yeah. to be able to pick up that quick after having a baby. Not that I know, but. I, I said to her, I, like, I wasn't back running that fast after we had, had our child. <laughs> and I didn't even have it in my <laughs> belly. Let <laughs> alone all the other stuff that comes with it. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was very impressive from Camille. I think it's really cool actually seeing there is, you know, a whole bunch of, whole bunch of women out there who are coming back post-children. Because I know, like, in the past, you know, there has always been a bit of a, you have a child and you're done, yeah. you know? And it's so awesome to see that, you know, people like Camille, and even, like, I saw Angie Rose as well, and it's so it's so inspiring to see that, oh, hey, like, you can actually have a kid and you can come back, like, you can mm. do it, which is really nice. Because a lot of, I know, like, you know, us girls, we think about that. And you go, if you're, like, heading towards, you know, your mid-30s and stuff, you think, like, oh, okay, like, maybe this is time to have a kid, but you also want to still run. So it's really amazing seeing these girls coming back out there. I think that's going to be really inspiring for the other, like, women in the running community yeah. to kind of just keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think Angie might have taken, like, a week off. Right? <laughs> like, I saw her doing 200s, and she was Fully prayers. <laughs> that, 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 that baby was getting washing machines around in her 200s. So I don't know if she took any time off. She might have run to the hospital for all I know. Probably. Remember, who was it, the, um, the 800 metre runner in the States? She oh. ran the national champs. Um, the US trials. Yes, yeah. US trials. Yeah. What was her name? She was former uh, US champ. Um, anyway, that, that was that was Fully prayers, cool. yeah. And, and, you know, it was quite quite a slow time by these things but yeah it's awesome and um you know it's logistics man for for women working out when to do the child thing and when to do the athlete <laughs> thing and the job thing and there's all, like three things sort of <laughs> competing for for time space yeah. time space it, yeah. yeah it is just great to see though as you said earlier Hayden about the depth of the, mm. of the woman both the quality and having that many because and I think a lot of it goes down to the organising committee of this race. Oh, and yeah. They, they, they pushed out. Laura Nagel was one of them, I know. And not just for this race, but also really advocating for like, equity across the board. Yeah. Um, especially with the Athletics New Zealand um, decision to reduce the, or increase the standards, oh my God, should I yeah. say, um, yeah. for it's disproportionately affecting the women's distance events. And it was just ridiculous. And <laughs> Laura like, pushed back yep. so hard, and as she should. And they've reduced them, which is great. So they're so back to because this is what we want to see. We want to see mm -hmm. this many women competing at the national championships. Mm -hmm. We want to see heats. Yeah. We want to see heats across all of the events because yeah. that means you've got depth, and depth breeds quality. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's Excellent. championship racing. Exactly. You know, straight final 800s. Nobody wants to rock up to see a five-person final. No. Yeah. And this was a train yeah. as well. That yeah. was the other thing. Like, yeah. It wasn't like two races. Like It was a big train, and I think that was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. And that woman's B race, when you ran across the finish line, like it was oh. so cool. Like, we were right down trackside, and they were just buzzing. Like, you know, Love women it. running PBs, and yeah. um, heaps of them were coming back after babies, running their, their first sort of post-baby PB and all that stuff. So... Yeah, it's, it's a definition of if you build it, they will come. Exactly. Yeah. No, Laura's a bit of a hero, eh? Like, I mean, especially with the Bay's running community, just the women's running community in yeah. Auckland. They, the amount of girls, it's just grown substantially. And I, I know, like, her ethos is have fun, make it a community, make it a family, make it social. But you can, you can obviously still be serious and be social. And that group is just growing and growing. And you can see with the numbers, like, I don't think we've ever had this many girls yeah. at a nine to five. So, you know, hats totally. off to Laura. So good. Yeah. And we're not just saying all this about Bays because we're in the club rooms yeah. and I've lent it to us this morning. <laughs> They're actually um, standing we, outside to yeah. kick yeah. us out yeah. right yeah. now yeah. if we don't yeah. say yeah. that. The camera up here, you know? It's like, you better be talking good about us. Like, I like, never can come here again. <laughs> So the men's race was uh, an absolute firecracker. Multiple races within the race. There was kind of three packs. There was mm. the the pack led by Eric Speckman, who was doing the pacemaking with Julian Oakley and Santana on his tail. Then there was the Cam Avery pack. Literally, a hundred meters separating <laughs> each of the packs. And then, uh, then there was the the main pack with about twenty dudes. <laughs> 
Cabinet, <laughs> who just refused to keep Cam company. Um, so it really came down to that last last lap. Julian and Sam were, were lapping it out once Eric had dropped out at 3K, and because um, they're now being both trained by Craig Kirkwood. So yeah, that's fresh off oh. the press. That is, All off the press. Yeah, that is going to be an amazing little training duo, because yeah. I think Hayden Wilde's stuck overseas. Oh, he's stuck, so okay. Um, I think there's tax or, things. Or, yeah. It, costs, it, costs, it sucks that it costs them so much money to come home. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. So he just come, comes home and the government taxes. Takes all his money. Yeah. Oh, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, what is this? <laughs> government? Like, yeah. Cindy, do us a favour. Yeah, let, man. Let, let, a hero. Do you want, do you <laughs> want to see a good... I don't know, just Cindy loves the 5k. It's her favourite race. Oh, you yeah. told me, sure. <laughs> Cindy, if you're listening to this... <laughs> It's just a layoff for nationals or, I don't know. Can you imagine that? Like, what a nationals if he could come home? Yeah. That would be great. It'd be, uh, I wonder if he could, um, I wonder if he put his hand up for the uh, World Cross. I don't think he will be because he doesn't have a time. He doesn't have a 10k time. He's run 10ks in, in his triathlons that could probably uh, yes. um, count, but I don't think they'll, they'll count it. He might put his hand up, but as mm. far as I'm aware, I don't think he will be named to the squad. Yeah. So, anyway, it came down to a big kick down over the last lap with Julian and Sam, and I got that last lap by Julian at about 55 high, 56 seconds, um, which, so they're coming down from sort of 64, 65 second laps, and didn't look like they were sprinting. This is the thing, they're so Just gliding. Um, that yeah and so julian had the the lungs left in him um and obviously the legs to pull away from sam tanner so it's 13 29 that's a new uh, race record uh for julian and 1332 sam tanner that's a big old pb and, and says that he's starting to build that endurance engine well these days you just can't be an elite level well you can but there's very very few elite level 1500 meter guys timothy chariot probably being the main one who can't run a good 5k you have to have a low 13 5k for the strength in order to get through the rounds at a major championship for the good 1500 point. and sam is developing that and he's shown it i mean everyone's known he's he's had a great quality great pedigree yeah. through the school ranks and the junior ranks but to see him step up and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with julian who people again like julian's won a lot of stuff but when it comes to the big big races sometimes he gets a little bit overshadowed by someone like sam in 1500 or someone like hayden in the yeah. 5k and he's just kind of got second a few different times but it's amazing to see him just get this kind of a win because mm. he's had this coming for a while and he is world class he is a world class athlete across a variety of distances. He could be world class in the 1500 if he really put his mind to it. He could be world class in the half marathon. Mm. It's it's up to him. He's got that kind of engine, and it's really good to see him race like that. So he, Sam told me before the race that he and Julian had done a 3K time trial a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they shared laps, and Julian closed in like a 57, 56, something like that, to run eight, and they both ran like eight flat, and they were supposed to run like 810. And um, so when I heard that, I was like, oh, these boys are on. Oh, yeah. yeah. These boys are on. And Eric did a great job. Um, there were some question marks over Eric's form after um, um, National 10K. So we were all crossing our fingers that he'd be able to get them to 3K. And to get them through at 805, that's amazing. Really good from him. Great, great sport. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you hadn't seen what happened at uh, the 10,000 best of the 10,000s uh, yeah. in Wellington. Um, he got to the bell uh -huh. and then just his, his lunch arrived. Oh. <laughs> he saw him take the bell and it was like, if he had run a really low 60 second, he, uh, he could have potentially got the, um, was it sub 30 or potentially the world cross mm. time? 29.45. Yeah, yeah, and he, he <laughs> it was just not going to happen. So <laughs> a couple of stops on the way. He still finished and he still got a, a national champs medal, another silver. Um, but on, yeah, mate. it was, um, yeah. And, and we saw him at a lunch on, left on the track last night by one of our winners as well. <laughs> I won't, won't mention who that was, but... Um, yeah, these these distance runners know how to. That's why it was raining. Empty the, the tank and more more <laughs> than one. Oh, that's inspiring. Yeah, so good.
Right, so that was that was last night. We should also talk about um, the New Zealand secondary schools champs because um, that was one week ago. And um, any any highlights stand out from from you two watching watching from afar? I was there in person, and it was all just a, a blur of rainy madness yeah, for the first two not days. A rainy and then madness. Then it cleared up, um, but. Yeah, okay. Oh. Any any initial thoughts from what what you've seen? So many, uh, mostly mostly distance related, um, but the the depth um, across the three Ks, it's awesome. I made a thing. I made a post about it on distance running New Zealand. Just the, the across the, the juniors and the seniors, um, amazing depth. Uh, what's her name? Um, who's the Sorry, I forgot the girl who who won the junior girls 3K. Um, she's been winning everything. She's been stepping up distances oh, to Bella Earl. Bella Earl. Yeah. Like, uh, or did she win the senior women's senior girls? Oh yeah, she won, she the, won senior the senior girls. girls. It was Bo Bo Ritchie. Oh, Bo yeah. Ritchie. Bo Ritchie. She is a talent. I'm excited yeah. to see her um, step up. She's obviously been stepping up to the under 20 races a lot this winter and dominating them uh, and so and then she just you know, went all right fine i'll race my age grade at nationals and won pretty comfortably as we expected um and then you're right uh, bella earl was again in the senior women's amazing run good to see her step up to 5k last night she ran really really well i believe just over 17 minutes 1702 four, something like that but and then on the men's side carson vesti Dominant. Um, when when you have somebody go uh, the 1500 and the 3k double, it's a little bit easier mm. now due to scheduling. But when you see someone do that in the past, you know that person's going to go on to do some really good things. Yeah. You've seen it with Jordy Beamish. You saw it with um, uh, Liam Back. You've seen it with Zane Powell. It just happens, um, and you see those guys come through. So I'm excited to see what he does at Boston University uh, next year. Um, and then in the junior men, obviously, um, we talked about Alfie Steedman already, but yeah. uh, him yeah, and... broke the 1,500 and 3,000-meter records yeah. uh, for the New Zealand secondary schools. And he had, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The Christchurch boy. Um, I forget his name. It was on my head, but he was, he, right he was right behind him as well. He was also breaking the record in the 1,500. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Whiteman. Yeah. Cooper Whiteman is also somebody to watch, uh, which is really good. And I know that there was somebody else in the 3K, uh, George, yeah, George Wiley, George Wiley um, 831 as well, both under the record, which is so good to see not just one, but two people yeah. in each race breaking records. Um, so, yeah, I was thrilled with Nationals. Only other thing yeah. I'll talk about, we talk, we're going to talk again, I see on the notes, about the... Uh, for women's 4 by one and I don't know anything about what happened in the other races, I'm not going to lie, but I do know, and it won't get mentioned, but the Cashmere High School represent um, nice. women's 4 by one the senior woman, uh, senior girls, should I say, they got the bronze, and I'd like somebody to fact check whether this is the first time that all four of the girls in a, the relay team are all sisters. What? Really? Pratt and sisters, the Pratt and sisters, all four of them were the team and they bronzed. That's an inside scoop. That's, that's an inside cool. scoop. All sisters. Yeah. That's got to be pretty rare. Yeah. Dang. That's a big family. To have them all, yeah, they're busy. Parents uh, were busy. Uh, but, are there some twins? Yeah, there? I think there's, there may be one set of twins, but I'm not exactly sure. My sister just graduated from high school, from Cashmere. She was in yeah. uh, Grace, Gracie Pratt. Yeah, five years, one. right? So uh, that's, yeah. you're going, you're only missing one year max, and then you've got a year nine and you're senior girls relay team. Yeah. Which is probably not ideal. Yeah, I mean, you're probably, yeah, exactly. And to, so either way, they're either, like all right around the same age, or you've got very young people in the senior girls forward one, and they're still getting a bronze. That's pretty that's impressive. That's that's cool. But yeah, yeah. So we had uh, yeah records in the senior girls four by one and the four by four, which were uh, pretty cool. And then that epic um, finish from James Ford, who apparently split about forty six for the the four hundred split. Um, and that was after running three rounds in the 800 Ooh. and three rounds in the 400 in the weekend. So he just emptied the tank and just didn't have about three millimetres because it came down to three guys all crossing the finish line right at the finish. And he um, just dipped slightly too early. Um, and I think the winner was... Oh, was it Christchurch Boys? Mm. I think it was Christchurch Boys. And, um, yeah, sort of a shoulder across the old shoulder lean. 
So there we go. Um, in the girl sprints, um, oh. the the Colette sisters dominated. So Shale, Colette, and um, Adira, and so they won the one hundred with um, Shale uh, uh, with a eleven ninety eight. What was that one? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was Liga. Because running was sub twelve. Weekend. I think it was a headwind even. Huh? Yeah. Because running um, sub twelve in a secondary schools final 0.4 that's ridiculous yeah i don't i remember back in the day whereas if you ran sub 12 um you'd get a senior medal yeah a senior national medal and to see the girls doing that to run 1198 that's phenomenal that's so exciting should probably put my Mac on charge. There we go. I just got the, the warning saying your Mac is about to die. Um, had it plugged in, but I just didn't switch the old switch on. So there we go. We're, we're away laughing. Um, yeah, that was That's that was impressive. Those those two sisters. Um, when we were talking about uh, family members doing doing sprints, definitely ones to watch. Um, yeah, and Mia Powell uh, breaking the championship record in the four hundred. Wow. Um, That's so good. Yeah. She's another one kind of like James Ford to watch. I wonder if she could mm. step up to the yeah. uh, potentially. I think that's that's the way the the world's going with the eight, isn't it? I think you have to mm-hmm. be. Uh, it's the same way that in the fifteen hundred, you got to be an elite level five k person. It's almost the opposite. It's if you can't be an elite level four hundred runner, you can't really toe to toe with the top eight hundred meter runners in the world. Yeah. And so you're going to see more people, I think, go from that four hundred background up to the eight. Because totally. I think, and traditionally in New Zealand, we step down. Yeah. Like you mm. have middle distance runners, and they dabble in the eight hundred, and then they're like, "Oh, I'll do eight. But we don't get many crossing over from, from the, the sprint fours. squad yeah. to the mid D squad, oh. and I think it's a real problem, mate. Like I, I don't know, Cam, your experience in the states, whether there's more that four eight kind of coaching role is more of a thing where you've got coaches who specialize in that. Yeah, you've got um, yeah, down in the, the southern kind of schools where it's a little bit warmer and stuff. Uh, that's where the big sprint schools are, but you do yeah. tend to see certain schools dominating those kind of uh, the middle distance relays, if you will, kind of like yeah. the, four, the, or the, the 400 and maybe the 800s. Um, and, yeah, so some of those coaches, they just know what they're doing. I think it's a little bit of a different breed of mm. coaching to do 4.8 versus, like, true distance. It's so. real different, eh? Because like, we don't really see it here. Like here, yeah. you've got you've got your your sprint groups, yeah. and you've got your distance groups. But then, like marrying like the that mid that mid kind of in between. Yeah. Don't really see, we see we see athletes doing it, but that's the thing. Like you watch elite eight hundred and it's a sprint. Yeah, like most it's distance runners sprint. wouldn't. Most distance coaches probably don't know how to set up blocks and teach an athlete <laughs> how to set up blocks. Mm. Like, and that goes, that's probably a big warning sign, like, oh, okay, well, so we don't really have that many yeah. kind of crossover coaches. Yeah. It's almost I like just, they have to dabble in both, yeah. you know? Yeah. I do think that, that um, the sprint uh, depth is only going to get better over the next few years, and I think it's going to yeah. knock on effect from the amazing quality we're getting, especially on the women's side of, you know, I mean, we've sp- spoken so much about over this last summer, um, previous summer, should I say, about how good our women's sprints were. They went over, they dominated the Aussies. Uh, we had lots of representatives at the World Championships and the Commonwealth Games. And that, that is the trickle on effect you see down to those junior levels. And yeah, it's going to be an exciting few years for the sprints. Yeah. Yeah, because with someone like Rosie Elliott, if there wasn't Zoe and Georgia Howells around, mm. would she bother running the 400? Like, then she'd be way more in. in the discussion for winning national 100 metre titles. Yeah, I mean, Rose, Rosie's the third fastest New Zealander of all time yeah. for the 100. And she's not a 100 specialist, she's a 400 specialist. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, she's a bit of a freak. Mm. Uh, she, um, <laughs> yeah, the, she what she did with the 400 this year. Picking yeah. it up, what, six months <laughs> and then six months later, yeah. go to World Champs. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably a good call, eh? like her going to fours with that wheel speed and that engine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When like, she can, that's going to be exciting. I know that, in theory, she her plan last summer was, um, the word on the street was that she was going to try and break the New Zealand 200 metre record. And, I mean, in theory, <laughs> that shouldn't be difficult for her. She's the third fastest New Zealander of all time in the 100, and she's a world championship representative in the 400. 
Uh, but she just couldn't pull it together over 200 this summer. Uh, really frustrated her, I think. So, yep. um, but maybe we'll see something better this this summer. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Like, I mean, like, how, yeah, we've spoken about this before, but the depth in the woman sprinting is just so awesome to see. And, yeah, that's the thing. You see it trickle down with the school kids. They see that, oh, my Lord, you know, to make a final. Like, you can run sub-12 and you might not make the final at nationals. Yeah, Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. For sure. And then iron seeing sharpens that, iron, eh? Yeah, exactly. You just, like, you set that standard and mm-hmm. people rise to it. Um, and that's it's great to see. And now we've got... Zoe and Eddie making world semi-finals. Yeah. How cool is that? And like, they look perfectly in, in at place. home. Like, yeah. yeah. Zoe in the Com Games final. You give them the opportunity, they Eddie can do big things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. Don't say that. Say that on the air. Also at the New Zealand Secondary Schools, we had uh, the boys' sprints that was taken out by Tyrone Trago um, in 1089, which is pretty uh, pretty flash time. Rylan Newmay, now I got um, I got the correct pronunciation. It's actually French, so Newmay uh, nice. rather than Noom. <laughs> so sorry, it's Rylan. It's not Noom. Uh, yeah. Uh, he won the 200 metres, uh, 22-27, and of course James Ford um, just dominating the four and eight. Um, the girls' distance, Kira Hall took out the 800, Emma Ferguson took out the 15, Bella Earl took out the 3,000, and the boys' distance, James Ford with that 152. Um, it was actually a pretty close battle with Thomas Cowan, um, and then Carson Vesti, Front ran a three fifty one and almost got uh, almost got beaten, but he he just hang, hung on for that. Um, he was actually going for the record, his coach's record, uh, Richard Potts from from the nineties, and um, eight twenty six for Carsten to kick home and and take down Christian Duval, who was I think he was going for the record in the three k that day as well. I, so. Um, I actually don't think that was the case. Sorry, hey. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Um, but no. Uh, oh, he was sick, right? Um, yeah, apparently yeah. there might have been some question marks around his health, yeah. but he was a bit of a silly goose, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> Christian, like, I mean, I think he would have... Um, everyone was waiting for Christian to make a move, and when you... Whether or not you're, you're sick, um, and I don't know how sick he was at that point, um, but if you've just run 8.10 and you've just set the New Zealand record for your age grade, and everyone... Everyone in that field knew it. Everyone was waiting for Christian to make the move. And Carson said in an interview afterwards, every lap that went by, that Christian didn't take the front. And it just kept being a relatively easy pace. He just got, he started salivating. And Carson is a world under 20 representative <laughs> in the 1500. You can't let somebody like that just sit in. And Christian unfortunately paid the price. Um, and didn't unfortunately get the win in his last race, but he will redeem himself, I'm sure. He, well, actually, no, he redeemed himself last night. Um, he ran really, really well, got fourth in the 5K and had the zinger of the Just night. Just behind you? Just behind me, yeah. yeah. He, they, were, they were closing hard. 14-12. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's had a great like last two years, like getting that oh, surprise yeah. win over Will Anthony in the New Zealand cross, uh, secondary cross-country last year, and then just dominating it this year yeah so yeah he's he's one of those ones again like we spoke about the Liam mm. Bax the Jordy Beamishes the Zane Powell's he's coming he's going to be one of those guys and I would be I'd be remiss not to mention his zinger last night uh, on David Lee it was hilarious I don't know if it'll be as funny as I retell it now but we were we were, <laughs> we were getting ready to go we were doing strides and stuff and I mentioned to Christian that he was wearing the long the long shorts which is such an interesting decision but yeah. he's wearing like full seven inches uh and David looked at him and was like, yeah, uh, if you weren't running, be a basketballer. And Christian's like, what? And he said, oh, because of long shorts. And Christian's like, oh, so if you weren't running, you'd be a comedian? And we were just like, oh, my God. Dave, Dave was crumbled. He that crumbled. is an amazing comeback. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Christian, it's um, like he had that ready to roll. He did. Oh, he was right. saving it. That's I reckon awesome. he wore the shorts purely because he's like, I, someone's going to mention basketball shorts, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get them. <laughs> but yeah, I knew from that point. I was like, oh, Christian's running. Do you think he's well. bringing back the the long running shorts? Was that ever a thing? 
anything? I don't know. There's certain people who wear long running shorts, but usually yeah, it's but in chariots the chariots of fire. They had baggy long shorts. Yeah, there was nothing to it. So we're going back away. Yeah. Some ultra runners wear the longer shorts, but yeah. it's definitely not a. Uh, it's usually either the, the splits or the or the Half or the up. halfies mm. these days. Uh, to to see the long shorts is a bold move, and I am a fan, personally. The girls no, like the back. short shorts, though, eh? It's less, it's less, like, stuff, you know? It gets, yeah. too, it gets too hot, yeah, you know? Especially in the wet. Totally. Less Good. things get wet. A girl, don't, don't change. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here on the Zoom Keep the short, shorts going, boys. Um, I remember when I did get into running, I refused to wear short shorts because mm. I, I was a surfer and... I was just wearing board shorts. Oh, board shorts, nice, Classic. nice. Yeah. Like, first long run just chafed up. It's such a, it's such a high school thing uh, <laughs> to like be like, oh, wear the basketball shorts or something yeah, yeah. for the runs or the board shorts. Oh, God. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you, you realise why yeah. everyone wears short shorts. Yeah. Oh. I feel like shorts are just the best investment you can make almost for running. They last so long and I always go and buy shitty ones from a thrift store and I'm like this is a good deal and they <laughs> suck and every time I'm like why did I do this honestly good shorts yeah it's yeah. a gift and it's so like, even like the little short shorts mm. you're probably the same they are so hard to find a good pair oh yeah everyone's different well, I've got yeah you know I've got to show the, show off what I've got so oh, gotta exactly. have the short shorts you guys don't train your ass off not to show off those pins no exactly. fair play and they look the sh- little shorts look really good in photos I'm just going to put that out there oh, you are welcome so, so there, you've got fashion <laughs> advice, photography advice right here on the Zoom Zoom show from the experts. Um, other highlights from the New Zealand secondary schools. Uh, I I watched the, um, I was commentating for the, the senior girls high jump and it, it was epic. Um, but Kara McNeil, she missed twice at... You might need to get this right. I think it was four different heights. She missed twice at four different wow. heights in a row. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so she had these just epic, dramatic last clearances. And she would take her time, like, getting herself set, poised, and then um, the crowd was right behind her. And then oh she would just, just get in. So she got bronze, which was which was awesome. So uh, that was good entertainment for me. That's anyway. stressful, just, just for me, like... How many clutch jumps you're doing? That's yeah. oh my gosh! Like, and she PB'd by like four oh or five centimeters. So it was like she was jumping better than she ever has in her life. And diamonds a, are made in the pressure. A medal at, at school nationals. So, so cool. Uh, the hammer throw was in literal torrential rain. Um, you know the the throwing circle was was deep in, in water, so that was pretty epic. Uh, pole vault was also in the rain, kind of cut short. And, <laughs> kind of disappointing um, uh, but the boys walk the senior boys walk uh, with Jonah Crop and Lucas Martin going super close to the uh, the record so those two are our leading uh, now that Quentin Rue I think is hanging up the the shoes oh really I think getting close to it anyway um, but essentially Jonah Crop and Lucas Martin are the the two new kids on the block um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. So they were pretty close to like four minute Ks for the three K walk, which is it's faster than I can't run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That is the results from the New Zealand secondary schools, and of course last night we had the night of fives. Now we'll take a little break, and we'll be back to talk about 2022 and how epic the year has been. 